Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Higher Ground. I'm Ken Robinson. Our program is a service of the Akron Area Association of Churches and the Akron Area Interfaith Council. Glad you could be with us today. Well, today we're going to talk about a very important topic uh, involving children. It's adoption. Uh, November is National Adoption Month. Organizations and agencies from around the nation are getting together, working together, trying to find homes for children who need homes. And here to talk with, with us about uh, that very important topic are Elaine Larkins, who's Adoption Supervisor for the Summit County Children's Services Board, and Reverend Cleo Myricks of the Arlington Church of God. Glad you could both be with us on Higher Ground today. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. National Adoption Month. What is it all about, and why was it organized? Uh, National Adoption Month was organized by the um, National Council on Adoptable Children. Uh, the idea of it was to bring attention to the fact that there are thousands of waiting children in this country, both black and white, and particularly there are older children who have kind of languished uh, in foster homes and in the child welfare system. And uh, the idea also is to really celebrate uh, the fact that there are families who are out there adopting children and doing wonderful things for kids. Uh, that was the idea, you know, was to bring that to the public, uh, that uh, there are people who have really made a real commitment by sharing their lives and sharing their homes with children. And there are a lot of children out there in need that, that need homes? For example, in our own state, uh, the state of Ohio, uh, there are 1,500 children uh, that are in foster homes and uh, under the care of the state. Uh, in our own county, we have 124 children uh, that we have permanent custody of, but of those 124 children, at any given time, at least 40 or 50 of those kids are waiting for a family to come forth to adopt them. Now, now, what kind of kids are these and what kind of circumstances do they come from? Okay. The children that the Summit County Children's Services Board services are children who have been, um, uh, they're at least they're, they're abused, neglected, or dependent children. Uh, in order for our agency to serve, service their families, uh, they, that they would have to have been brought to the attention of the agency as needing those services uh, so that uh, we provide services for the youngsters in trying to keep them in their own home uh, with their families. Uh, when that uh, does not work out and we fail in trying to do that, uh, then oftentimes we do have to approach the juvenile court and to request permanent custody of those children. That means that all parental rights have been terminated and that we then have the responsibility of trying to identify a family for those children. And that then is where the adoptive families come uh, forth. Uh, and uh, we then try to match those children and get those children into those adoptive homes. Mm -hmm. Now, why, why so many children? Why are, are so many children in need of homes these days? I think that it may be a combination of things. Uh, there are a lot of, of course, social problems. Uh, a lot of families uh, don't have the kind of income they need. That causes stress in the family. Uh, a lot of families um, have problems with dependency, with drugs, alcohol abuse. 
that also creates uh, problems in terms of children not being able to stay in their own families. That's another big stressor. Uh, I think one of the other problems is that there are a lot of young people having kids having kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are not able to really, uh, you know, be responsible for parenting. And as a result of that, we see many of those children uh, coming into care at Children's Services Board. Reverend Myricks, are you seeing a lot of the same kinds of problems in the community? Yes, I'm seeing the very same thing. We are experiencing homelessness across this nation. And uh, there are families who are homeless and uh, they've never been in that situation before. And some of them can cope by keeping their children because they might have a support system to help them. But there are many families with no support systems at all and they must give their children up. And so we're experiencing this all over the country. In fact, there is a program called One Church, One Child. And Ohio is the 39th state to adopt this program. And this program is designed to help this very thing, to alleviate the problem of children who are homeless. Mm -hmm. Now, how does the One Church, One Child program work? Well, the One Church, One Child program is uh, it's a joint effort with the, with the agency. And uh, it works this way. The idea is if you can get one church to adopt one child, that is, get a family identified in that church that can and will love and nurture a child. If every church would do that, we would have no black kids waiting you see, uh, because we have more of them than we have of any other group uh, of children. And so the idea of one church, one child is every church see to it that they identify a family to adopt a child so that these children will no longer be waiting. Mm -hmm. Now, tell me a little bit about the mechanics of the program. It, it sounds like a, a fascinating concept, one church, one child. Basically, how does it work and, and, and how can uh, churches go about getting involved in this? Uh, all of the churches, every black church, as far as we know, in Akron has been contacted. They have, the ministers have been invited to come to meetings. We have had training sessions for them, wherein Elaine and her staff, they give them all of the information about adoption programs, and uh, then we work in conjunction with each other to see to it that families are identified. We have volunteers to go out to the churches to explain this, to take the message to the churches. The message being that many of you are eligible, but you don't know that you are. And so we have quite a cadre of people working with us. We work in conjunction with the agency to get the message out. Mm -hmm. And basically when a church gets involved in this program and a family in the church gets involved in this program, they're, they're not alone. They have the church to yes. help them. They have the agency to help yes. them. Yes. They have the entire church family there to back them up uh, and, and hopefully uh, to give the family the support. Uh, it's, it's good to know that there are other people uh, there to share in that child's life and perhaps even, uh, you know, sort of an extended family kind of thing, you know, might be able to happen, uh, you know, with families um, who are connected with the church. Um, I think that um, I see our agency being there uh, as a support. Uh, 
you know, to the family, not only when the child is placed, but even after the child is placed uh, and the adoption is finalized. Uh, we're finding that it's very important that we continue uh, our contacts with the family just to see, you know, how the child is faring mm -hmm. and how the family is doing with the child so that we'd like for families to understand that we don't just place a child with them and we're out of the picture. Mm -hmm. We are there to provide the support mm -hmm. that the family needs. Now, as far as uh, adoptions by individual families go, uh, is it difficult to adopt a child? A lot of people believe that there's so much paperwork involved that it's, 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 it's just too much trouble. It's not difficult. All they have to do is just let it be known that they are interested in adopting a child. Uh, they do have to fill out an application. Uh, and once they fill out the application, we do do what is called a home study or an evaluation. But the idea of that is really to get to know the family and also to just educate them and tell them about the kind of children we have, uh, you know, some of the kinds of things that they might expect when that child comes into their home. So it's a kind of mutual sharing. It helps us to know them. It helps us to know what kind of child can fit into their family and into their home. Uh, so that we would hope that families uh, wouldn't feel as though it's just a you know, big bureau bureaucratic kind of thing and red tape that we're dwelling into their lives. We need to know them and really get to know where their strengths are and what kind of child they can best parent. So that's the whole idea of the home study and the evaluation. Mm -hmm. And I think in conjunction with that, there are three main reasons why we have so many children waiting for homes. Uh, the first of them being uh, fear, fear of rejection. For years ago, when you spoke of adoption, you really were not talking to black people because the laws, the rules, were not made for them, you know, where you must have a bedroom for each child and where you must have a certain income where the mother could not work. All of those, they, they were not designed for, you know, uh, black children. And so they felt, and, and rightfully so, that uh, if I would apply, I would be rejected. And so the fear of rejection kept many people from coming forth to do this, even though they had the heart to do it. And another thing that, that I think is um, a reason is ignorance of the facts concerning adoption. And that's where the agency comes in. When we have training sessions, when you leave a training session, you know everything that you need to know about adoption, whether or not you are available. You know everything that you need to know, all of the facts. And it is not like they're going to come in, Gestapo type, and go through your books, you know, and under your bed, and the white glove test for the dust. It is not that way. And many rules have been changed to make it so that these waiting black kids can get homes and the third thing is there are so many myths that attend the adopting of children and these myths can certainly be dispelled by the agency people by us also but I'm sure Elaine can speak to these myths because there are so many of them well one myth is that it's expensive or, or yes. costs money yeah I think that most people feel you have to be rich to adopt a child that is not true you know we just expect you know that that family if they feel that they can take an additional person and feel comfortable financially doing that that's what's important a lot of people feel that you have to own your own home uh, you don't have to own your own home if you're renting and you have the space 
that's fine. You don't have to be married. We uh, have approved as many single families to adopt our children, I'm sure, as we have uh, two-parent families. Um, the other thing I think that tends to kind of linger a lot uh, is we talk about so many people feeling that these kids are, are uh, uh, you know, many, many problems. Uh, and we talk about the bad seed theory mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, these children uh, come from uh, terrible, you know, histories, backgrounds. Let me, let me, let's, okay. let's hit on that in just a minute. Okay. We'll go into that in detail because there's been so, so much controversy about that. We're going to take a break and then we'll be right back with Elaine Larkins and Reverend Cleo Myrick on our show here talking about National Adoption Month right after this word from the Akron Area Association of Churches. My name is Lloyd O'Keefe. The Akron Area Association of Churches has been the ecumenical witness to Jesus Christ in the greater Akron area since 1947. We welcome all churches in the area to become a member of the Akron Area Association of Churches. Our motto is honoring diversity, serving in unity. This unity we seek in Jesus Christ is our opportunity to work together towards that end. If you want to join the AAAC, please call us at 535-3112 or write us at the Akron Area Association of Churches, 750 Work Drive, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Thank you. Welcome back to the second half of Higher Ground. I'm Ken Robinson. We're talking about adoptions on this program this edition of the program, and my guests are Elaine Larkins, Adoption Supervisor for Summit County Children's Services Board, and Reverend Cleo Myricks of the Arlington Church of God. Uh, November is National Adoption Month, and uh, even if it's not November, sometimes our programs are rerun. If it's not November, the, the information is still very pertinent. Adoption is always a very important topic. Uh, we were going to talk about the bad seed theory, and that, that brings to mind a lot of the old stereotypes that people used to have about uh, adopting kids. If you adopt a kid, it's a kid that nobody wants, and they're going to cause trouble for your <laughs> entire life. Yeah. That's not I, true, is it? Yeah, I think that people oftentimes raise questions about a child's background. Perhaps, you know, if their, their father or their mother may have been someone who, you know, had some sort of dark history or got into trouble or something, you know, there's some thought that perhaps that child too may, you know, have whatever this problem was that the parent had, be it alcoholism, the fact that the parent may have committed some kind of crime. And we have basically found that that, that is just not true and is not something that holds, you know, with, with children. I feel that if you give children the stability, the support, the kind of love, uh, and, and really hanging in there with them, they have a lot of tenacity. I think that children can, they're very resilient, first of all, and they can really come around and adjust and adapt to new situations and to a new family. Um, there are children who uh, come and present problems because of the some of the environments and some of the kinds of uh, problems that they may have had with their parents in the parenting. As I said before, we're talking about children who were abused, neglected, and, and um, you know, basically are dependent or abandoned. Um, and so when you, you think about that, 
that in and of itself helps us to understand what sometimes has happened to a child in terms of experiencing some trauma if they've been physically abused for example uh, that does not necessarily you know have to do with that child's birth and you know the family and that connection mm -hmm. so we really try to help families to understand that with you know the kind of support and the help that they need many of these children do come around and uh, these are the very children that need that uh, good environment uh, uh, good people to, to help them more than uh, mm -hmm. more than others more than other children you, the one thing that we feel is so important is stability mm -hmm. in a family and so that when we are talking to uh, you know the public about adoption and families coming forth you know we really like for people to think about that mm -hmm. because you know if you um, you know are experiencing some problems yourself perhaps that's not a good time you know for a child to come into a family uh, so that when we are doing the evaluation and you know we talk about you know a lot of the dynamics of the family and uh, you know the timing and so forth so those are things that you know become very important in terms of a new person entering the family mm -hmm. because once the child comes into the family you know everything sort of moves around you know somewhat in terms of if it's other children the order of position of the children uh, and if it's a couple and they've just had each other now there's a new person entering the family you know even a small child mm -hmm. so we try to discuss and to talk about all those things in terms of getting ready for the new person to join the family mm -hmm. and here's where the ministry can make uh, so much of a difference surely the kids are going to be handicapped to some extent they're going to be handicapped socially because of where they are they see two kids come in a black kid a white kid and then the white kid moves out I'm still here others come in they move out I'm still here I'm growing up in this system certainly it's going to handicap me socially and then it's going to handicap me emotionally because I feel that really nobody wants me and so here the ministry can come in you don't want them to be handicapped forever and so you can help that you can help alleviate that by saying to your congregation here are some kids they need us and really we need them and so let's share ourselves with them and this is part of the message that we must take we want them to rescue the perishing and these kids are perishing in the system and so it, it doesn't have to stay that way though Let's give out the number in case someone wants to get involved, maybe uh, look at adoption, or maybe if a, a church wants to get involved in the, uh, in the uh, one, one Child, One Church program. What's the number people can call? The number is 379-1990. And they can call that number 24 hours. Okay, that's 379-1990. You see it there on your screen, Summit County Children's Services Board. Give them a call. 379-1990. We'll give you that number again uh, at the end of the program in case you didn't have your pen or pencil ready. Uh, these seem to be very difficult times for kids. Uh, we, we mentioned some of the children up for adoption have, have been abused. Uh, child abuse seems to be just about everywhere these days. Children are physically abused, sexually abused, uh, some are abandoned, some are victims of drug abuse. Um, what is happening to the to the moral fiber of our society that's putting kids in, in such precarious positions there are so many things that contribute to it um, there seems to be really no moral fiber hardly anywhere 
And if you're going to hear about it, you will hear about it in churches. Hence, the One Church, One Child program, <laughs> uh, the best place in the world to hear about it. A, man, a minister in Chicago named Father Clements, uh, about nine or ten years ago, adopted a child. And it was so thrilling. It was such an exciting thing to do, to parent a child. Uh, and he parented a second child. And he got the idea that this has worked so well for me, it can work for others. And so he contacted the clergy in Chicago and said, meet with me, I've got a story to tell you. And so this is how it was born in Chicago. And do you know, I was at a convention in Florida in November, and uh, there was about 38 states represented there, ministers from all over, the most thrilling sight in the world, because these ministers are out to rescue the perishing. They have, you know, joined themselves together. And when Chicago started, they had 1,700 children waiting, black children. And as of last November, they had 31. Oh and all of this was done through the One Church, One Child program. And so we know that it can be done, and we want it done here in Akron. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, th there's also a, a situation where I guess the, the Children's Services Board has been criticized in the past for leaving some kids in abusive situations longer than necessary and, and maybe not... Uh, overlooking some other situations. Is it a fine line? It's, it's very difficult to, uh, to evaluate uh, these kinds of, of things that are going on in the community. It is. I think that our primary goal is to reunite children with their families. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we do as much prevention as we possibly can. In other words, uh, our focus is going out into the homes and trying to help resolve the problems there and putting resources into the homes, mm -hmm. you know, so that the children don't have to come under care. Um, and as you said, there are some situations that present themselves <coughs> uh, that are sort of fine line in terms of decision making, whether or not that child should have been uh, brought back under care or whether or not to allow the child to remain uh, in the situation that he or she is in. Uh, we rely oftentimes on the public to alert us and to let us know what's going on. Uh, it, the worker cannot be in those homes 24 hours a day. Uh, and oftentimes uh, there are situations uh, that may occur at night, you know, in the evening. Um, you know, and it's just impossible for us to cover you know, that kind of ground, and, the <clears throat> and excuse me, the timing uh, with that uh, sometimes. So you see situations where children um, are very vulnerable. Now, does it bother either of you that we see and hear a lot in the news media about couples using fertility drugs, uh, egg implants, modern technology to have children, couples that couldn't have children, are using medical technology to have children and going through a lot of expense, a lot of time. When all these children are available for adoption, crying out for homes, does that, does that bother you? It, it doesn't bother me. Um, if you want a child, that's such a strong urge. And any way you feel that would be best for you, your family, that's the way you ought to go. Our point is that there are so many who are eligible, but they don't know that they are eligible. 
And so if our message gets out and they find out that they are, surely that would help to alleviate some of this problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel that people have a right to uh, make the decision in terms of parenting that they feel is in their best interest. Again, uh, I agree with uh, Reverend Myricks. It's very, very important for the public to know that there are children who are waiting and who need them. And uh, if you feel that you can adopt a child, please let us know. Call us and, uh, you know, we can share the information with you and help you decide whether that's in, you know, your best interest. And it's been mostly black children that have had the, the roughest time finding homes. Historically, black children uh, have uh, presented across this country difficulty in achieving, achieving what we call permanency uh, or adoptive families. And I think part of that is because the influx of kids into the system uh, is at a much greater number in terms of the population that it represents. Uh, and so you're always stretching the resources to try and make sure there are enough families. You know, I think that most communities reflect at least uh, in the larger metropolitan areas, at least a 19 to 20 percent population. Mm -hmm. And yet the children who are coming under care oftentimes, black children represent at least about a 43 to 45 percent. Uh, that in and of itself alerts us that there may well be a problem. And if you, you know, do a, a comparison, you know, of the number of children who then wait and then the number of families that are out there so that, you know, we really have to work harder I feel to identify families for those children okay. and as she said that concept the one church one child just seems so perfect in terms of identifying families for our children let's give that number one more time <clears throat> for people who might want to tap into this program if you want to adopt a child or get involved in the one church one child program the number is three seven nine one nine nine zero three seven nine one nine nine zero well, that just about does it for uh, today's edition of Higher Ground. I want to thank both of you for joining me today. Thank, thank you, Ken. you so much. We've been talking to Elaine Larkins, Adoption Supervisor for Summit County Children's Services Board, and Reverend Cleo Myricks of the Arlington Church of God right here in Akron. That's it for Higher Ground. Hope you'll join me next time for another exciting topic right here on Channel 7. See you then.